Across the Park is a Merseyside-born football podcast produced by three blues and three reds. Each week we get together to discuss the goings-on at both Everton and Liverpool football clubs, combining balanced debates with some light-hearted banter. To learn more about us and the podcast, please visit www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk or on social media, Facebook, Across the Park, YouTube, Across the Park, and Instagram and Twitter is Across the Park PC. Welcome to episode one of Across the Park, brought to you this week by CheckFit.co.uk, your online health fitness directory, finding you the right gym, club or class. Three blues and three reds here, and we will be here every Friday as well, talking everything blue and red throughout the season. Myself, Ian, Judgy and Neil are the three blues. Gary, Phil and Terry are the three reds. Uh, Gents, deadline day is just well, five o'clock, whatever, well, seven now, two hours ago it's closed. It looks like Everton have brought three and possibly four if Zuma gets over the line, the three being Yeri Mina, Andre Gomez on loan, and Bernard. Let's start with you, Judge. Are you happy with what we've done t- today, especially? I've got, you've got to be pleased. I think the, the last the London Trial podcast that we, we discussed where we'd like to plug gaps, two centre-backs for me was, was a must all along, so it's good to see two centre-backs in. One of them obviously commanding a, a very high fee, which it, it could end up being... Hopefully it's not. It could end up being another Michael Keenan when you, you just it could be seen as a bit of a rash move. Um, my worry initially, if you just look at Mina, if we don't get Zuma, is still that distinct lack of pace. Hmm. Um, he, you know, I don't, I can't say that I'm, I've not, <coughs> I've seen that much of Mina, but from what I've heard through you know Barcelona fans, Spanish pundits, has been he's been found out for the lack of pace over there, and apparently the five six games that he played in, they leave goals in all of them. So I'm really hoping that we do get Zuma. He may not. The rest of the Premiership might not seem like a big, big signing for us, but I think he will give us that injection of pace back there. You know, also considering we've got Holgate to come back in. Yeah. To bring two centre halves in that one's massive for me because I I don't want to see the partnership of Keane and Jagielka going forward. Obviously, Mason Holgate injured, so we can't rely on him, especially for the first few games. But it's interesting to me. I mean, do you think he, if Zuma does come in, do you think that will be the pair? Maybe not Saturday, but that will be his first first choice pair. I hope so. I mean, can anyone tell me is he left footed? I don't think so. I, I, think I think that might be important to Silva. If you, if you look at the Valencia game, which was our first proper look at the way Silva wanted to play, every single time Pickford put the ball down for a goal kick, the two centre backs were splitting to the you know middle of, mm. middle and the side of the area, which is like a very much a Spanish or continental way of playing out from the back. But you know, Jackie Elkin and Keane weren't too good, weren't too keen to receive it at times. So I think that it will make a difference to have a left-footed centre-back in there, or certainly someone who's comfortable playing. I think Mean is the left foot. I think I think Mean has got a left foot. Okay, well, yeah. uh, if one of them, if one of them is left-footed, I'd like to think that those two will be our, our starting centre-backs. We said in the Valencia game, looking at the the other signings, that, that you know the the big concerns were centre-backs and ball-playing midfielders or ball-playing midfielder. I mean, Bernard is the is, is the exciting signing, isn't he? Mm. I think he's you, not fit, he's not fit though, is he? No, I, well, I don't think Gomez is. He, I think the oh, Gomez is not fit. Uh, I think Bernard doesn't play since March, and he hasn't had yeah. much of a preseason no, as well. No, I think he, when when we did initially initially sign him, or it was certainly strongly linked, or did he, we'd agree with the move? I think that was the first comment I made. Look, we've got a. He's going to think play be a player who's going to come on, maybe the last ten minutes in games initially before we maybe see anywhere near the best of him. 
So I think you may have to still, you know, persist with what's been Sigurdsson in that number 10, 10 role, which I'm not too disappointed about. But like going back to what I said, I think the ball playing midfield are deeper, someone who will take the ball from that defensive third into the final third, where I think we have got exciting players now, will be a big addition. And hopefully Gomez can be that player. Do you know much of Gomez? I've seen much of him. Or... <laughs> I've seen I've seen Matt Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona for every supporter will be the team that you watch most in Spain. He did predominantly play in those games against the weaker sides or in the in the in the cup games. It's hard to tell. I think particularly midfield players with Barcelona how good they are because you get so much space and time on the ball because of the players around you. You know, because of the the likes of Messi, Suarez, and they're the players who, you know, the opposition focus a lot of their attention on. Obviously, a very neat and tidy player. I've, I've seen him in a bit for Portugal as well. Very comfortable in possession. I think he, from the from the outside looking in, and when you've seen the the comments of the pundits, it looks as though he's suffering from a, a lack of confidence at Barcelona for not being the main man. Mm. At Valencia, he was that, and, and and maybe a Portugal playing for Portugal, he's a bit more valued. He's certainly for me more technically able than the place we've got at the moment, which isn't hard. Mm. You know we. My opinion of Schneider is a low one, and I think Garnagay is is definitely more of a water carrier defensive midfielder. It's, it's interesting about Garnagay because he, he name checked Schneider when he came in as the six, and if Gomez is going to rival Schneider for the six, that leaves Garnagay to maybe be be the eight and rival Sigurdsson for it, perhaps. I, I think that pleasing now looking back at it because we were worried on Saturday watching it, thinking, oh, it looks like Schneiderland's nailed on to play mm. as be his number six, but maybe Silva did know that he was bringing in Gomez and. Maybe it was like, I want to make sure that Garner is still past the side. And he's always said from the way it goes, and he wants to bring in a number six, traditional number six, or a continental number six, who brings the ball out from the back, sits in between the two centre-backs, orchestrates it. And from watching Gomez, that's certainly the profile of him. Yeah. So I am pleased that he's going to come in, probably for Schneiderland rather than Garner, because I think we still do need the legs, and that type of player is going to break the play up and press. And, and start the play as well for us as well. Start the game, in start Ga the play from our own half. In Ghana, do you mean? Or in, in, no, in Gomez, yeah. Yeah, Gomez, I think, is definitely going to be that yeah. player. He's going to he's going to build the attacks, I think, and, and, and you know. What's the, um, what's the structure of the Gomez deal? Is that a loan deal, is it? Yeah, it's a loan deal. From what I hear, and this was this was pre-today, because um, I don't think anyone will know at this stage, because it was so yeah. late going through what the all of the uh, details are, but I think before today it was suggested that Barcelona still wanted the, the option at the end of the season to take him back. Okay. Um, I think they're probably just going to see how their season goes, as opposed and how their signings fit in. Yeah, well. that's like the main deal, isn't it? Like they've they've done the option to buy back. Yeah, um, they like to seem to they like to include that in some of their transfer. They've done it with Delafeo, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, and they actually took him back. So, regular thing Barcelona do, isn't it? I mean, let's not keep it Everton heavy at the intro. Gary, moving on to Liverpool. Do you wake up this morning? Are you expecting a busy day? Are you hopeful? Expectant? Um, well, yeah, two different things. That expecting, no, hopeful, yes. I think majority of Reds were hopeful it was going to be like a Fakir or I don't know there was, there was talk through the week I've seen a couple of rumours of like Ta, is it Tarkowski from Burnley yeah Burnley yeah and seeing that rumour circulating and that, there has been a few little things about potentially another centre half but I think the main one was if we got Fakir in people were going to be buzzing with that even though myself I don't know about everyone else but myself don't really know that much about him but I think we've got to a point now with Klopp that whoever he wants, we want because you know he's trust. Sort of, yeah, it is. It's it is. And I say I say to the, the lads all the time, blind faith from me. Mm. I've, at the moment now, he's just completely got my one hundred percent trust because what he's what he done wrong other than obviously other than lose finals, which you <laughs> like which you yeah. like to buzz off. I, I, I think, think that the, well, the, the thing with that for me is the, 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 the club aspect, but. 
think Michael Edwards gets a lot of credit as well because you know by the sounds of things it isn't just Klopp choosing his players. Well, yeah, it, yeah. Klopp said in the past he, he doesn't get involved in any of the deal side of things. He just you know sort of says who positions that he wants filling or whatever, and he lets the scouting team get on with what they do. So. Well, I think the um, the dating Blackpool with yeah. Van Dyke says different. Well, <laughs> maybe yeah, but. But, you know, Klopp's a big USP in getting them over the line, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely, yeah. So, and I think his opinion matters the most in terms of getting the deal done. But he'll let the, the network team do the scouting that they need to do and yeah. then he'll, he'll have last say on it. You know, you know what I would say, and I don't want to take it off the Liverpool subject, but that does seem to be a bit of a trend in, in our signings. All of them have come out and said, you know, I was impressed by Silver, mm-hmm. I was influenced by Silver. So it, yeah. it's probably a good point that maybe yeah. in the past you may have missed out on certain signings. Yeah, I think you've got to have that. charismatic manager. Yeah, like, I think you've got to have it because if you look back at like Roy Hodgson going as far back as him and Brendan Rodgers, exactly, who, who, who's going to... I think that's half the reason why Carragher retired when he did and Gerrard left when he did. I think Rodgers couldn't sort of control them, so he wanted them out because they were a bigger figure than him and he couldn't have the command of the whole dressing room when you've got players like that there. Yeah, yeah, he's inexperienced. He's not, he weren't the manager. All right, he's done a good job and he did nearly win us the league, taking nothing away from him for that reason. But you can't, he can't control the dressing room as big as Liverpool the way you need to because he's not a big enough character and he's not a, he's not he's, experienced he's enough. He's only like 37 or yeah, something. Yeah. It's a similar sort of age to Gerard yeah, and stuff. It's just a I mean. bit weird, isn't it? Just coming back to like, are we happy with the business that we've done today? doesn't Yeah, lack of. There's an unanswered question that for me and it's, was Shakiri the Fakir replacement? It, like, was he second on the list? Nobody really knows. So... If we've identified that we need a number 10, Klopp said I need that number 10, and we haven't got it, then maybe in Klopp's mind, we, 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 there is a gap there. That From the outside looking in, as, as a blue looking at that, I would say that's what you've done. You uh, had a plan A and a plan B, which is a smart way of doing business. You've yeah. said, right, one's not going to happen for here. We've got to move down the list now to be second choice. Go and get him. I think that's what's happened. Yeah. I don't. I think what's happened is they've, they've, been, they've sort of been given the nod on the Allison deal, but it's going to cost you this much money. And they hadn't had that much money put aside for the goalie, and they've gone. They've seen the mistakes Carries has made in the in the uh, friendlies, and I think they've just gone. That needs sorting. So they've gone and got right. We'll have to just put that money up for Allison, and we'll have to just not not take the Fakir deal. I think Shakiri was a different was I, a different entity. I don't agree with that because I think you're like like so a lot of <laughs> Liverpool fans do like to say it, like you make a lot of money on past signings, um, so your net spend. Is obviously always low with with obviously what well, at the moment. So yeah, but I that's going to be going to be an issue. The money yeah, side of it. Well, I do because I think you're making that point for me. I, I, I think if FSG are wanting to keep the net spend down, then that is the reason, isn't it? That's the reason they're doing what they've done. It's if they want to keep the net spend down. I mean, I think what Neil's saying is really for any Premier League club at the moment, there should be no worry about money because you know you're looking at Wolves spending big, Fulham have just came in and spent big. West Ham are spending big. The, some Premier League clubs now, even the ones that like, you know, are the bottom half of the table, they're in the top twenty richest clubs in Europe yeah. and stuff. So, I think I, I, it's maybe a bit disingenuous to think FSG have basically said, well, we can't have the Fakir money. Go and sort the goalkeeper position. I, I think I'm a little bit more in, in line with what Neil's saying there. I think, I think there's a third scenario. You know, I think Shakiri is genuinely, genuinely surprised Klopp. I think he's yeah, come possibly. in, and you've all said it. Wow, how, how good he looked, and yeah. he Klopp said it. I haven't seen a debut, uh, although it was a friendly, as good as as that was in terms of impact. Maybe he has thought, wow, you know, do we actually need to go and blow? And he does seem to be a fairly responsible manager in, in the transfer market, although he has, you know, recorded you know the biggest fee for a defender, goalie, etc. 
Yeah, he hasn't gone and blown like fifteen million on average signings, has he? No. To be fair to no, him, no, no. So I, I, I was thinking that Shakiri was definitely going to be a substitute player because I only saw him coming in and playing on the wing, so he was going to replace Mane or Salah when we needed to. But in pre-season, he's shown he can play as a number ten centrally and maybe even a little bit deeper in that midfield if we need him to. You'll know more on Sunday, won't you? Yeah, we, team we will. But I, I think he's going to get a lot more opportunities in the first team than I previously thought he was going to, and based on that. Do we need for care? Do we need to spend sixty yeah. I mean, odd mil on? A point that I'd, I'd like to make to the Blues because you know, we sort of touched on the Blues transfers and we've already got you know a, ch- a chance to, to ask you is you seem to you know you spent some big money there on Mina and Richarlison and then you brought Gomez in on a loan and Bernard on a free. Mm. Are you ha- are you are you happy with your transfers in in terms of looking at them signings Ber- Bernard? It didn't seem like there was loads in for him. He was on a free. So why why was that? You know, is he that top level player that you were expecting? Gomez feels like he's being offered around a little bit by Barcelona in the past. I think we got offered him in, as some sort of part of the Coutinho deal if, if we wanted them and stuff. So uh, you know, not not just to be pr- provocative, but I'm just I'm just wondering from the Everton side, are you genuinely happy? You know, you've got money and you've got this new manager. Yeah, this isn't. I don't is think it's a question caliber of, of players that you were yeah, looking for. It's not a question of you, you, they have addressed the positions you wanted them to address. Are you happy with the players? If, they I, brought if I take my blue blinkers off, we finished below Burnley last season. We were in a certain market for a certain player this summer. Are these the right players to take us up to challenge the top six? Maybe. I got my eye wipe last summer when we bought Davy Class and Michael Keenan. And I think I was saying to you guys, these two are two good players. And look what's happened there. I don't want to stick my neck on the line and say these guys are going to do it or not. To, to answer the question, sure, we don't know. But that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, is there, an, is there enough? Maybe it's just the fact that not, not enough of us have seen them, you know, because they've yeah. all been playing abroad and stuff. But th- to, to my mind, it just feels like. I, I, yeah. It could be, a, it, it, from, from our side looking in, it, it feels like it could be another last summer. I get, I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying, and I think half of us, or half of, we're in half a mind really. And I think we've we've gone on about just trying to be positive about things, recruitment, the style of play, that type of thing. I look at the signs and I think they could easily go one way, as in being, you know, flops again. But loan Zuma, not the end of the world if he flops. Gomez loan, not the end of the world if he flops. Bernard free, Brazilian international, not the end of the world. We've got him on a free. Easily probably go back to. To you know, um, back to Russia or or anywhere, sorry, Ukraine, anywhere in Europe, and probably still play, and we probably still get a fee for him. Mean is mean is a big you know, big gamble. I I probably say a, a thirty million, but in the market, like you were saying, then what is thirty million? I I, I can't say. I can't. I don't think anyone could put the neck on the line and say we're really happy with all them because we because we, we don't know enough about them. We certainly looking down that list apart from Zuma, none of them played Mina's anywhere near the physical level of the Premier League. So to be honest, from the sorry, go on, go on, go on, go on, from the outside, Mina looks like a coup to me because at one point in time Barcelona are interested in him. He plays for his country. He's been linked to United and other big teams like that. So so is Keane though. I think it, it is a little bit once bit oh, twice just, shy, and I understand why there is a yeah. degree of pessimism for the reasons I've just said, and all for the, mainly for the reasons that we got burnt last summer. Mm. I do think someone tweeted something before, and I don't think it was a, a pundit or nothing, but it got shared on, on one of our WhatsApp groups, and it was just showing, you know, Mina for um, for Williams, Gomez for Classen, hmm. Bernard for whoever whoever else we've got rid of as a forward. Rooney and Classen, for isn't Ro- it? Yeah, for Rooney and stuff like that. I mean, Bernard for Rooney, 25, exciting Brazilian. If you, you offered me as a swap at the start of the season, you'd take the chance. Your end off. Yeah, that's Zuma, fair. Funes Mori, I'd, I'd have took that just because he's a more disciplined, physical specimen. 
doesn't seem to be as reckless, albeit he should have been relegated with Stoke. Gomez for for classing, classing completely lost his way. Did he get a chance? Maybe not as much, but certainly just I think a fresh start comes to mind with him, and certainly Mina. So she'll be honest with you. Like I think it's just taking two <coughs> points from um, Judgey and Gary Sydney the side of me. Like Gary said about trusting what Klopp does, and Judgey mentioned about being more positive. Like last season, we were all very Jordan the season. We were all very negative towards that, towards how we were. But the signings we've got to trust in what's going, what's happening right now. Um, I think we've got to support it. We've got to give them give them a chance, give the manager our full backing, give the players our full backing. So oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're you're all should... going to take time. Yeah. What, what you were saying there, you name check some players that we've upgraded. Don't forget, we've upgraded Balassi with Richarlison and yeah. Kuko Martina. But yeah, they're obviously well. not on that list. Yeah. I'm just going down the list of those four. But I, I, I think Neil's right. What I would say, Neil, is we did all go into the start last season with massive positivity, mm. probably too much. Yeah. And I think that the lesson learned from that is that certainly with the players on that list. Not as much Richarlison because he's played in the Premier League, but they're all going to need time. Mm. Two of them are injured, and the other two, you know, Zuma's just gone down with Stoke, and, and Mina has had a bit of a bad time at Barcelona. So they're all going to need time to bed in. They're all going to need time to play in the way that Silva wants them to play. So th- there's a lot of factors going back to the original question, which is, are you really happy and are you really sure that they're, they're the, the players you wanted? I think we're working outside of that top six bracket of players, aren't we? Yeah, we have, yeah. You know, we've, we've you, signed. Ben you're ben. basically you're basically trying to be the best of the rest at the yeah, moment that, before a, you can then try and make the next step. That's 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 a realistic yeah. goal. Yeah. So what you what, said there, Gary, with, with you said you were expectant and hopeful of a possible assignment. Does that mean that you're not happy with the wins out that you wanted one more? No, or? no, it's not. No, it's not that I'm not happy because uh, you know, early doors we've signed Fabinho, who no one even heard of before. Didn't know we were in for him until he got signed. Um, well, we didn't know we were in for him. You'd heard of him because Morocco would, you know, gone to the Champions League. No, I mean, that's what I meant. I didn't know, we didn't. We hadn't heard that we were in for him. Is what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Not that I hadn't heard of who he is. I mean, we hadn't heard we were in for him. Um, we knew we knew Naby Keita was coming, but that's a new signing for us this summer. Even though we'd already signed him, it's still a new signing, a new player in around the squad who we've who we've watched since we've signed him. I'm happy with him coming in. He looked quality f- last season for Leipzig. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with the... What about the other way, outgoings? I know Danny Ings has gone today. You got rid of one or two more. Did, would you 20 like million, to that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's a sterling fee. Well, it's a sterling fee, literally. But, and, but, yeah. Everton, and Everton broke football by signing Richarlison. And you get 20 million for Ings. That was an early shout, wasn't it, two weeks ago? Everton Michael Edwards is smashing. Yeah, I know. You've got to put things into perspective sometimes. I know we said that with the Richarlison fee, but if you are getting 20 million for, for Ings, that, the 40, 45 million for Richarlison is... It's good business. Tennis. See, like, just going over to what are you happy? Like, Teddy, Teddy asked, are you happy? One thing I am very, very happy with, and I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, is Luckman stayed. And he's been told that he is a major part of our yeah, plans going forward. That, and that, good, that good excites way. me, that, because... Yeah. As on, long as he doesn't Saturday, sulk. No, to, on Saturday, when he come on, he got... We, <laughs> there was two goals for Evan before he come on, and he got the biggest cheer throughout the whole whole of the game. There's a willingness for him to do well, yeah. isn't there, 100%. And I think he has got the actually he's got the ability there. You've got competition for places in that position now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ter- Terry's just said, you know, if he doesn't sulk, one thing I've still got to give him credit for, he still hasn't come out and went, yeah. I want to leave. That's or, you know, he wasn't, you know, we were all, like Neil said, all urging him to come on on, on Saturday and make a difference or whatever. Still disappointed they brought Sandro on before him. But I think that was more of a point to Luckman to go, look, listen, know your, know your place at the moment, you're going to have to earn your place. You've been out on loan all season, and and 
maybe behind closed doors he was expressing that he wanted to leave and that's rubbed Silver up the wrong way mm. but I, I agree with Neil it's probably been overlooked how important that is and, and like Phil said then we have got competition for places in, in those positions now once you get Bernard fit you've got two players on either flanking Luckman and Bernard who we've got to say Bernard's got to break into the team first and foremost because Walcott was our best attacking player last year from what we've seen of Richarlison in pre-season he's been very impressive um, I still think there's a future for Sigurdsson, although not everyone at this table will agree with me. <laughs> um, but no, no, I, I, for me, it, it it's exciting. I know we've said a lot of Blues have said, "Oh, we're not sure. We've still got to. They've still got to prove these players have got to prove that they're going to have their worth here." But it's still there's still some names on there. But I think I'm looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, I think it, when, whenever you bring new players in, it's exciting, isn't it? It's just, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at them and I just feel like there's a, there's a not necessarily an inexperience, but just a, a lack of genuine first-team quality at their previous clubs. You know, that is, is it's just a bit where I, where I think... You can't say that about Bernard, mate. All right, Bernard's been playing yet, but, you know, he's been playing at Chakta. You know, what what level is that at? You know, so... Ch- uh, Champions, Champions League, League Champions League, but... And, and for the national team, he, he's been he's been playing for Brazil as an inter- full international since 20, and we were talking about it off-air before we come on the podcast, and apparently what ruins him, well, not ruins him, took him back probably a, a year or six months to a year was... Getting played as a defensive midfielder in that yes, World maybe, Cup yeah. where they got hammered by Germany, Germany yeah. Yeah. but but that says something for a twenty-one year old to be getting played in, the in that position yeah. as a number six when traditionally you're a winger or a number ten says a lot for and what they're. They were the home play. nation as well, so yeah. since you're playing in that team, yeah. they were the home nation. Remember the two thousand and twelve team. Fair One player I was excited to see back um, when we played Valencia was Walcott. Um, he, he looked quite exciting. It looked quite exciting in relation to when we had, obviously, we had Tosin, we had um, Richardson and and Walcott all going forward at the same time. I, I was, I, was I, I really liked that. Yeah, on that subject, Neil, obviously, the the, uh, the three Reds, when we were at the Valencia game, went off to Dublin. Uh, how was that, boys? Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It's Heavy. Good Heavy. And I, was, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was the game as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still getting over the trip, so. Yeah, and, um, me too. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was it was a good trip, and you know, speaking about the performance, can't argue with the result there. And I think you know we enjoyed it. We enjoyed. I think all of us watching, they look fluid. Yeah, play good football. You know, like we, we feel like we were, we were in a good gear. Yeah, there was a few times through the game. Terry will vouch for this. I think he's got a bruise on his arm off me grabbing him, just dead giddy and excited yeah. at, at, the, at the play. Honestly, it was, was that the Guinness or was it? Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of both. But nah, honestly, watching him, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much because there's too much stuff in the in the news about Liverpool at the minute. But we did look good. Like they look like they've cl- they have clicked early on with yeah. the new players and, as well and. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit. Ex- well, yeah, but I, and like. I think I think the players that have come in have have bedded in quite quickly and quite well, and you know it, it is exciting times. It's different from anything we've seen before pre-season wise. It, it feels like the most positive pre-season we've had. Um, everything's just gone really perfectly well. Just jinxed it. Yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. what I would say, Millsy, and, and uh, sorry, uh, Phil, but I was going to uh, add the point to Millsy. We we've grew up obviously in the late nineties, early two thousands when Everton used to have great preseasons, yeah. really battered <laughs> everyone. And they got done in the first game. Go to the last friendly, he's been like six seven nil. I remember the game. I think we won five nil at Goodison. Someone like Bill Bowen, Alex Anderson looked a worldie and like scored <laughs> like Alex Anderson. He had a 
Do you remember? You're not, do you know what I think that was the Man City game where Nayako scored like a back heel and Alexander's. Was Joe Parkinson's testimonial? Maybe, was? Yeah, maybe, maybe it was. Yeah, but we won 5 0, I think. And then uh, the following week, we got done by Leeds. Uh, <laughs> and we were terrible that season as well, really yeah. poor. I mean, I'm not comparing you know, those teams with some bad players in those teams, but. Do you know, I've, I've never felt a positivity like this, though, at the beginning of a season. So it's like, you know, as the season builds at Liverpool and we're starting to do well in the Champions League or whatever competition it might be, and the atmosphere in the ground builds, doesn't it? And when you get towards the end of the season, you're in the quarters, you can really feel it when you go to Anfield, everyone's buzzing. At the moment, it's like, I think it's going to be like that from day one this season. Yeah. It's going to be like that from day one. So well, I'd like to say, as a blue to that, I think, I think two or three weeks ago, you weren't as positive. After the Tramia game, it carries and go. After the Berry game, was it Berry? It carries and go. Yeah. You just weren't this positive. We, we, I think a big aspect of this is Alison yeah, coming uh, well, I think we all expected it to happen, though, to be fair. There's that, but I think the other, the other thing is, Mills, a lot of the players weren't back from World Cup and stuff then, so you weren't seeing you know, the full team together and you weren't starting to see you know, where players might play and stuff. And now, when we've seen them in... in the back end of pre-season where they're playing the you know the genuine warm-up games you've got most of the squad available and stuff it's been night and day hasn't it to them performances yeah, compared to what we're looking at towards the back on, end of on it on that one though I didn't I didn't see any of the Torino game but I, I caught quite a bit of the Napoli game and I, I was making a few jokes as the game was going on what did you think of Alisson? Um, <laughs> if we're being honest just, you know we, we did look at us, each other a little bit you know on a couple of points we yeah. were a bit like ooh but I think part and parcel of, of what you're hinting at there I think he he knows the situation we've been in with goalies and and uh, the fans have been a bit on edge with our goalie for a while now. I think he was trying to be a bit too casual. He was yeah, trying to be trying a bit to be too, too cool. relaxed, convince himself yeah, he was chilled. And, yeah, and show everyone like this is what I'm bringing. And I think I think Napoli played on it because every time it did go back to him, they were <coughs> absolutely charging him down like there was no well, tomorrow. Well, he didn't he didn't concede the goal. And what was really impressive was his kicking was outstanding. Yeah, there was at one point he just pinged it to Salah, and we—I just—he's going to get that's assist what, this season. Yeah, that's what we said. He's going to get assist this season. He's, he's just caught, you know, ten players out there. What was, so was he like with the, the crosses and the command of the box and stuff? Does he crosses, look? he was all right. It was, you know, the, the the one moment where we sort of like looked at each other was there was a save where you could tell he wanted to hold on to it yeah. as he as he was at full stretch and it went and through it, his he, hands. Yeah, he sort of dropped it. It, was, it went wide, but. You know what I mean? On another day, it goes in. Yeah. These days, though, that that seems to be going to the point about his feet and his distribution. That seems to be what most teams are looking for when they keep it out, as a, aside from just the basic shot stopping. I know it's been a long trend of getting your keeper to play out, but you look at the, the amount of praise that Pickford's got recently from the World Cup. I think yeah. England fans watched him and watched him closely. He made he has a bit of a nightmare against Belgium, but I think when the, the fans, you know, watch the next game, thinking waiting for him to make the next mistake, they actually started watching him closely again. Well, he can play him, mm. and then it was like, wow, yeah, we've actually got a proper player here. And, and yeah. you know, last season, the, the praise that, that Edison got was for the same reason. Yeah. And I actually asked that question a bit tongue in cheek, waiting for the reaction. But what I was going to say is that the City fans in the first few games were a little bit like that with Edison going, oh, you know, like kind of yeah. closing their eyes as he comes steaming out. But then towards the end, there was like the old ladies when he came out because he was like, yeah, used yeah, to this yeah. Now. yeah. I've got confidence. In it looks trust. like you could have played Allison in midfield. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're right about the kicking because that was a big factor at Leicester when they won the league, wasn't it? Casper Schmeichel yeah. sending them balls over the top Vardy. for Vardy and Maris to run onto and stuff, and it was it, it just gives you a different football sides. I I am good if he if he does come up, you know, turn out to be the player he could be, I'll genuinely be gutted because I've always said you don't win the league with, with a poor keeper, and that's that's often been your Achilles. Even even Rainer, you know, as as much as the character he was and a, a bit of a fan's favourite. He wasn't a top level keeper, was he? And I'd say I'd say toward the end, maybe. 
Yeah. But there's, there's a, a story behind man. that, though, isn't there? Because uh, when he was under the Spanish goalkeeping coach that Benitez had there, mm. he was quality. Yeah. And then as soon as that Spanish coach left for the two seasons after, he was actually... Did, he didn't he lose his dad as well? His level just dropped right off, didn't it? it was, yeah. So I, it, you I know, suppose it, though early on, when he was that keeper, he's had nowhere near the players to go no. with it. So, but, but, I mean... An inter- sorry, an interesting point Gary made when we were in Dublin was if um, if Allison's going to be pinging it out to our wing-backs all the time, they better have a good touch. So I think we're happy with Trent and, and Robertson, but if, if Moreno's in at left-back or anything, he's constantly pinging it out to him. I'd be a bit nervous about that, to be fair. We, we spoke about that a bit already, and the, the full-back, probably not as much on the, the left I, side, because you think Robertson's nailed on, don't you? Know, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And I don't think Moreno's touch is, is his problem. <laughs> I yeah. think it's everything well, it goes else. goes to his right foot, <laughs> it is, but yeah. yeah. It was interesting on Saturday for us, wasn't it, watching Leighton Baines? You mm. sort of see the difference a little bit. Oh, it was yeah. quite sad, wasn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, we, we t- in, in our, one of our previous trial episodes, which you can, you can still get, by the way, on, on, our, on all the podcast um, mediums, the, we, I spoke about Leighton Baines and I, I compared him before that game, by the way, to an old dog. Mm. And an old dog that you love, and you know, you don't want to kind of, no one ever knocks old him. Old yellow. But yeah, well. <laughs> can I just, said, can I, I just say, go on. I've seen, I've seen on um, all the things about Leighton Baines on social media with, with the blues and all that, obviously. I feel like he's died. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. We have, we, it's been, it's been a, up, you know, we have had a lot of managers in the last three or four years and that, and that constant rock has been the two fullbacks, hasn't it? Mm. And, and the yeah. fact that you know they both bomb, they, they've always brought a ray, ray of light to the dark times. Baines has, as like Millsy points out, pointed out, scored some massive goals for us. You know, free kicks and yeah. stuff like that. He, he has been a fan fan's favourite, being a being a local lad as well. But again, going back to the Valencia game, I was nudging Millsy going, you see, mm. and he was it was always he's a yard short, weren't he? And, He's picking his head up and and suddenly someone's closed him down and won the ball. He got targeted, didn't he, in the first half? Yeah. Did, did I think out, they had an offside goal as well. Where again, they did down our left and it was a bit like, God, he's getting he targeted. targeted. Yeah. And then Dini yeah. came on for the second, second half. half. You could see a bit different. There was more Project. energy, wasn't it, down the left when Dini yeah. came on? I'll have to go because I've threw Dini in my fancy team. I have as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have as well. I thought in the game. I could see him probably starting on Saturday now, Dini. Just after last Saturday alone, the, the 45 minutes they both had. He, he has a lot of emphasis and there's a lot of work to be done for them fullbacks in that system, the way they play. Particularly just from kick, just from playing out of the back when you get your centre backs to split, your full back should be on the halfway line hugging the touchline straight away. If you lose possession, they've got to recover really quickly. And Baines just didn't look like he had the ability to do that. And not only that, in the attacking third, when you know you're looking to link up with Richarlison, who's got bags of pace and he's getting in behind, Baines couldn't get near him. Hmm. And, that, and that that was that was quite disappointing. Neil, sorry, did you want to add something? No, it was just uh, oh yeah, just touching on what you said. He, he, he does look that he has gone. Well, a yard off, more than a yard off the pace. Um, I mean, it said on one of the previous the previous episodes that I think it was the last episode actually that it would be interesting to see who he plays against Valencia. It was half and half, and touching on what Mill said, I think he is going to start start with Inia in the in this weekend. Uh, this weekend, yeah. You were you were speaking about the front three before, Neil. What do you want to elaborate a bit more on the the Richarlison Walcott? Well, Walcott, he just. He looked class to me. I, I really, really enjoy watching him on on, on uh, Saturday. He just his, his touch with the ball, he was running his movements, the link up with with Tosin as well, um, and obviously with Charlson's, I, I I I've got very very high hopes for this boy. Yeah, really, really have. In, t- in terms of the front three, particularly just looking at the Valencia game for now, I agree, and, and I've said a number of times now um, on on the, in the trial episodes about the difference it's going to make for Sigurdsson for that to our players running off him. And him not just being giving them the ball and expecting them to turn and 
and you turn as a number 10 into three or four bodies and no one running in front of you, I think he was able, and I know Millsy has a digger taking something for, before for standing still too much. I think if you have got players that run away a lot, you need to stand still. And I think he's going to be able to do that a lot more and be found. If, you, if you're an opposition coach and you're looking at that front three, you're not going to focus your attention on going, let's keep Sigurdsson at the game. You'll be thinking, well, let's lock on to those wingers as they come in off the line. I think he's going to find himself with a lot more space. And I think the other factor for Sigurdsson, I think we'll win a lot more free kicks in the final third. We won a few on Saturday. And, and I think his... But you, you know, will with Richarlison anyway. Well, what I mean, he was a far player, wasn't he, last season? Or he just gets yeah. it, doesn't he? He tries to take a player on every time he gets it. And I think that's that's going to make a big a difference to Sigurdsson's game. And, just with to, to go over the record over the Sigurdsson thing, I know Judy <laughs> said a couple of times now that I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan. I don't think by all means he's a poor player. The thing with Sigurdsson is we needed to upgrade Ross Barkley. And for me, what Ross Barkley gave us was from a central position, he would drive at teams and he'd play a 1-2 and he'd score goals. And Sigurdsson is a different number 10 How to that. How often did he do that, Millsy? He's done it quite a few times. He did. If, you look, if you look back at Ross Barkley's goals for Everton, what was his last goal for Everton? Yeah, like at Watford's home. What was, what was a great goal at Newcastle away like? Where he's driving a team from the heart of midfield. But it was just as much the Lukaku effect, I think, as well. I, I think we, he did form a good partnership with Lukaku in fairness. Yeah. I, I just think he, he, he's, he's lost his way a little bit, Ross Barkley. And I think the thing with Sigurdsson is he always, he's had that identity for a long time. Now he's that number 10 and the link-up player. And, and he's proven it over a few seasons. I think, I think, like I, think I said, we need to upgrade Barkley. If you, if you look at his goals as a number 10, it wasn't nowhere near enough for a team that wanted to get into the top four. So we did need to upgrade him. But, but again, I, my problem is, is Sigurdsson, to me, is a static player where everything is around him and he's never going to get onto a knockdown. He's never going to be on the end of a 1-2 with the striker. And now with Bernard coming in, I would like to see Sigurdsson maybe go to a number 8 and maybe control the game from deeper. I could see him doing that. But that's what other teams that have got the best, well, Swansea who got the best out of Sigurdsson, it was all, everything was built around him. Mm-hmm. And you haven't ever really built your side around him, have you? You haven't, you haven't maximised the best of him. He went to Spurs and there he was just another player. Mm-hmm. Without them building the team around him, you know, he was peripheral, wasn't he? Well, he came in with Wayne Rooney last season and the buzz was Wayne Rooney's the new number 10. So he, he was sort so of on the left for a while. But yeah, this yeah. team, as you're saying there now, if he does fall back a little bit and plays a little bit deeper than the number 10 role, he, the team is sort of a built around him. Not not like he's a specifically bought the team around Sigurdsson, but the players you've bought are the going forward players who we can try and pick out. You've bought a new defence who we can go and get it off. He, he has got the players around him now mm. who are going to do all that running, what you're saying. And as, as Judge said, he might be able to just be a bit more static and... He might, he might be the player he's a playing through I could see him being a good number 8 I could or he might stay in the 10 but where you're saying he doesn't arrive in the box and that type mm. of thing Silva might be the manager to push him on to, to tell him to do that to work yeah. on it well, yeah, possibly, so, yeah, possibly. I think so, um, did, like, he had a, like, a little quote during, during the week about the training sessions that they're going through with Silva and how hard he's pushing them and then they may be a little bit off the pace but they're working towards the season and they know they're a little bit they're not getting the results they want, but the work, they're, the whole team are working. And I sent that into the Everton group, and I think Judgey, Judgey applauded that. And then I think Mills just wrote he's a static player. I think, <laughs> yeah. I, think I seen something, I correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time you had a, a pre season as bad as this, didn't you just finish fourth? Well, he's running. I think there was. Gary, the, I think that 2004 summer had a lot of factors, didn't it? There was the, the Ken Wright, Paul Greg thing, and, and we had no money, and Wayne really left. For the yeah. first time, so that was so a, that was a bad that was a bad summer for the club, really. Yeah, yeah. I think we've had we've had bad pre seasons before. But, then, but no, but as bad as this has been, results wise, you mean? Yeah, I think we're, prob- I, I, we're probably still up on aggregates, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think like Neil Neil makes a very good point, and 
the players have. J- Jags has said it on um, said Jags. Jags. <laughs> <laughs> Jags. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Jagielka. Yeah. Yeah, that was Jagielka. unintentional for all your chat last week. Jagielka. Yeah. So for, for the benefit of new listeners, there's been a bit of a banter over whether you can use first players' names. I, Everton fans tend to use Jags, which isn't a first name, so I'm going to call him Jags. No, but Bobby to us is a, is a nickname, even though it's his first. Yeah, because his first name's Roberto. Roberto. Bobby's his nickname, Joe. So, and you and Jags is his nickname, isn't it? That's a, what it is. The only one was Mo, and Mo, we're still saying Mo. Um, well, it's I'm for a, us. Right, so he's the king I'm of red, and I'm well, on anyway, into Mo. Um, was, as Neil said, has come out and said that the sessions have been very tough. They've been doing double sessions and. Obviously, that comes in, when they come into the game. Still, they still feel as though the, the legs are quite heavy. You'd like to think they've had a good week, or slightly dumbed down sessions. The tempos decreased slightly, but I think Sigurdsson, uh, Sigurdsson, um, Silver was a felt that was necessary to get the players up to the levels of fitness that's required <coughs> for them to play the way that he wants them to play. My only concern, going back to the transfers thing, is is how far off the pace are those other players going to be? They've just come in. How long is it going to be before they actually are able to make an impact? We've got three games before the inter- first international break, haven't we? So it might not be until after that international break you see the best of, of the Gomez th- and the Bernard and things. Yeah. For, the, yeah. for a week or two then, possibly, yeah. Well, speak, I mean, speaking about that, then obviously the, the next logical point to go is do you feel you're ready for your opening game? I tell you what, I think Wolves are ready for the opening I game. They've had a great summer, haven't they, on paper? They've, they've, they've had a great really summer, they've made some big signings. Plus the momentum that they're coming up with yeah. as well. And gonna that, right that club's going to be buzzing, isn't it? Half-five on the tally. I think it's got potential for us to, to possibly even get turned over if we're not ready. Two or three nil, really? perhaps, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not going here confident that we can go and win. No. It's interesting, Shelton, isn't it? It's always hard playing the pro- newly promoted it teams is, yeah, first. Off. Yeah, it's all, it is always hard. I, I looked at our fixtures, I'm happy ours, ours wasn't a newly promoted team. I think they're more than that. They're, they're a team with ambitions to do something. They're well, coming up yeah. with, right, we're up here and we're, we're yeah. not going to be down they're, the bottom. They're not the only one. They're Fulham, a different specimen. Fulham have came up with, you know, they play good football, they come up, they made some cracking signings for them. Mm. They're, they're not going to be there just to, to, no, to be looking at the numbers to, up. To, if, all, yeah. if we play Jag Elkin and Keane and Schneiderlin's not high, then we're in trouble, honestly. What also concerns me. Is it's a bit of a clash because you've got that momentum that Fulham are coming up with. You've got that they're going to be a hundred miles an hour, aren't they, from the off? And you've also got Silver style of come on, let's play out from the back. Mm. I think it could be a recipe for disaster, yeah. as you're saying. If the players come out with a bit of conviction and and again the benefit of that week might might make these players look like different players to what we've seen through pre-season. It, it could just be a high-scoring game. Mm. You know what? If we come out and we got beat three-two, something like that. I wouldn't be too dis- it sounds terrible it's the first game of the season you don't want to lose it but I'd love to see us come out play some expansive football I think some of the players that are going to eventually come out of the side might struggle but if we got beat 3-2 or you know we got a couple of goals or it was 2-1 but we were you know, a few in the game. chances away we're in the game I wouldn't be that disappointed I think the worst thing for me would be Something like a two or three or four nil, mm. and we're not looking yeah. very, you know, looking the balls for the first. I game. think if we can see it early, I'm making wolves on at Liverpool here. But if we go there and, and silence them down a little bit and, and try and get a grip on it, you, you might get something out of it. Maybe go and win. But I yeah, think if we go it. one nil down early or something, I think it, it could be in trouble. I think that's not so much with the fact that Wolves are a, a, a good footballing team and stuff. I think that's just that could come into it with them being a newly promoted side as well. Mm. They get a goal and, and get a bit of a kick up the arse even more than what they've already got. And you know they've got something to play for, then got something to hold on for. I, I think, as you say, you, you could be in trouble if they get an early goal. See, can I just ask what what's Wolves pre-season being like? Because they've signed a hell of a lot of 
players. I couldn't yes. tell you who they played, but I can tell you who they signed. They never have Sky Sports News, have they? That yellow bar. Like the whole of the Port- like Portugal signed or something like that. Yeah. Signed, and Jack Giambattino was a good player they've signed. You've got to look at this, though, on the flip side. Upon a time, right? And once upon a time, every summer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he's still alive. He wouldn't kill me. He's got his pension by now, yeah? He's been in for Matino. That, that was like us with it. On the flip side, it's like, yeah, we. it's the first game of the season, but you've got to understand Wolves have got to get everyone of the well, not, all majority of those players to click. Like, is that going to happen? It's a like, good point. I, I don't know whether they've actually got pre-season or not. So the players that we signed pre- there, uh, are all of them going to start? Probably not. Are there any of them? Maybe not. But some if, about, if, I you, think if, you, if you were a better man and someone gave you a £100 free bet at evens, would you bet on Wolves or Everton on Saturday? Everton. Okay, fair enough. Definitely. I'm not going to go for a, a, an Everton loss. Good You've got to go in. You've got to go in confidence in the opening game. Well, listen, of course, you've got to go Everton. You've also got to be realistic. You've said to me, do I think yeah. we're ready? I don't think we're ready. I think the new signings I talk about obviously aren't ready. They're not fit. Yeah. So we're going with last season's team with a new system against a team who got riding the crest of a wave. They're the, they're the two things for me. I think, like Millsy said, if we'd have got those four players in two, three weeks ago and they were all fit and ready for Saturday, then Sunday, yeah, Saturday, um, I would be a lot more confident. Whereas, although Wolves have done a lot of business, as you say, Neil, they've done a lot of their business a lot earlier in the summer than we have. And it takes a lot of time for a lot of players to gel, though. I'm, I'm looking at it. Wolves beat Villa, uh, Villarreal on Saturday. So, that the last game, they beat Villarreal 2 1. Did they keep holes and have us? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They, they got some very good attacking players. Well, very good attacking players from the Championship or were in the Championship. Yeah. But it, it says a lot. I mean, I, I realize on that subject, talking of Portuguese players. I've heard quite a lot in, in, in recent weeks about teams that have signed Portuguese players and, and the, you know, the, the hunger and, and the desire that these Portuguese players are showing coming from Portugal, whereas, you know, not, 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 not very well, completely dissimilar to the way the Spanish players seem to come over and be a little bit more lethargic. Yeah. They, seem to, they seem to be building a bit of a reputation, both the coaches and the players, for being hungry and a lot more aggressive than maybe the we previously give them credit for, and mm. they are they are a team that obviously won the, the Euros a few years ago. Yeah, you know, they'll be more in sync with each other as well, won't they? Call coming from south of Portugal, will be more in yeah, sync. Yeah, Portuguese coach as well. Yeah, yeah. no interest them. Looking, so. at, look, looking at you guys, the Reds. He, he was going into, I think he's a Sunday, aren't you? Yeah, Sunday. 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 He was going. In, is that a bit, a bit similar to us? You're playing a team who've had a good season. Who look alright. New manager, Pellegrini. Yeah. So it's kind of like your team's newly promoted. That team's got a new manager. So that maybe. And they've signed reasonably well you'd say as well yeah, yeah. they've also a couple of names haven't they they're fans and confidence on the national you know radio phone is they sound really confident yeah they've the won 80s haven't they because at the end of last season they, were all, they wanted to lynch the board yeah. and everything didn't they and now, <laughs> now they're all oh, you know spent a few quid and all the flavour of the month and, and Felipe Anderson's a really good signer for me yes. I, I, Lazio were done well last year you spoke in one of the trial episodes about Lucas and stuff yeah. and his impact but Lazio were a good side last year and Felipe Anderson was a, was a very good player and I think towards the end of another almost like a new signing to them is Arnautovic because towards the end of last season he was flying really. Yeah, he's I think he's player. always been someone who yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he's got the potential. But they've signed Wilshire as well, which you know I haven't always been a, the greatest fan of, but he, he's obviously he's a talented player, isn't he? We can yeah, get him fit and get him playing. Yeah, he, he can do a job. He's done well at Bournemouth and stuff, didn't he? But yeah, I think one of the main things for us going into the season, we haven't lost. Uh, any of our big players the biggest player we've lost probably is Emery Chan but immediately replaced with either pick one Fabinho or Keita mm. you know whichever yeah. position you want to say Chan played either Keita's position or Fabinho's position I don't think he's going to be a big miss you know you were talking earlier Ings has gone he's probably the second biggest player we've lost 
the rest of them were, were just like fringe players, and, and a lot of them have gone out on loan. Woodburn, Wilson, loan, Ajaria, loan. Um, Ojo, is, I think he's looking at still to leave on loan. You know, we, we haven't really lost any. We're historically, we, we, all right, we lost Coutinho in January, we lost Suarez in, in the summer window, we lost Torres one, one window in the January. Mm. This season, it seems like everyone wants to stay, they want to play for the club, and um, I, it's just been a, it's been a big thing for us not to lose one of our mm. big players. And that, 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 that's one of the big points. You know, Phil made the point before that like everything feels you know, like a good we're in a good moment, a good vibe, and you feel like that's a strong team sort of cohesion. Like they're all, yeah. seem to all get on, don't they? Yeah. Like, you know, Press it's not just gone. for the camera. They feel yeah. it, it, when you look at them outside looking in, they look like they're all yeah. mates, and it, there's a good collective team spirit Definitely, there. Yeah. Which you know. It, it, it just, I'm, I'm confident going Feels into that good. game. I think we've, go. I think Liverpool fans have got every right to feel like we could go and spank West Ham at the weekend. Mm. But the one area of complacency for me is central defence. Still, we're going into that game with probably Gomez at the back. We've got Clavan, Lovren, and Matip all to open. Well, lo- well, Lovren's apparently, apparently might be back. He's like, yeah, well, he was in the World Cup final, so like mm. he's had a longer break than everyone. So even if he does play. Yeah, I, it looks like Gomez is going to start, and for me, like for all the class, all the talent we've got on the pitch, and for all the momentum we've got, a bad or a dodgy moment from a centre half can just mess everything up for you. So I'm still I'm nervous about that. I'm really nervous. I also. think the so good thing for us though is the fact that, all right, that that nervousness that you're saying, I, I don't feel that personally, but I, I get why you feel it. But the fact that we've now addressed the problem of Allison being. Being now behind the defence rather than carriers, yeah, and we've addressed the situation in front of them. With Fabinho, we've actually got a, a, a proper defensive midfielder. Yeah. Whereas we were playing Henderson there for all right. He's done well for England in the World Cup, but he, he's not really a defensive midfielder. We were playing Chan there now and again. We were playing uh, Milner there now yeah. and again. You know, we've actually got a defensive midfielder. Mm, yeah, but maybe not for there. West Ham. Fabinho is supposed to be like doing only fitness test. I don't know if you yeah, I un- yeah, no, I understand yeah. that. But what I mean is, we we have addressed the problems, and I I think we were even saying that in the Napoli game, Gomez looked blob on. Yeah, he did. He looked look quality. Good. All right, it is only a friendly, but he did look blob on. And if he can if he can do that again against West Ham, no issues. Yeah. From what from what I've heard, from what I've heard he's had a very good season, Gomez. Pre-season. Pre-season. Yeah. Pre-season. Yeah. Good season. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different season. Yeah, it, it looks oh. it looks like he has, but just like match day one, you know. Premier League teams coming at you with all the new signings. It's a different step up, different level of quality. Also, and that. Just like also, as well, Philly, yeah, if, if Gomez does make that mistake, you haven't got Carrius now. You've got a. Yeah, that's what Carrius just said. You can, yeah. you can hopefully, I'll say hopefully, trust. Yeah. No, this coming from uh, Neil, who's a fucking Carrius. Why are you saying hopefully, Neil? Hopefully, I know. I was thinking that. I stand by my comments on Carrius. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's not that I think anything's going to go wrong. It's just that if I had to say I've got one area of concern, that's it. Mm. And you know, because I've got my fingers crossed so much, I can't wait for it. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's all going to go well. But that's the one. Area. I have said it before. If my area can, concern for you would still be if Alison has a nightmare, because I just think it'll just be like, oh, oh we've been here before. That'd be terrible. It would be. I mean, if, if that was on, if I had a wish list for somebody for you, it would be. Alison <laughs> come out, <laughs> miss the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 some, and then out just roll it in the 90th minute dark clouds will come back over our field yeah well I, I said to the lads uh, today I think it was um, you can already see the headlines of we have a nightmare and it's going to be well not headlines but it's going to be from all you lot uh, can you hear all that crashing it's the Liverpool fans coming back down to earth but I think you might have the same issue with that if you do get beat by Wolves there and, and it's a 
I think, I think nah, I think you three personally, maybe not, but you go on social media yeah, there's and there's a lot, there's of, blues, there's a lot of big but, buzz. So oh, there is signings, but I, I think I think even whatever bring it back down to earth, I think most blues, if they were honest with themselves and even honest on social media, when they see the teams you come out on Saturday, it'll be okay, this is the reality, lads. We've yeah. still got a good few weeks before any of them signings kick in and then you've still got a good few weeks before any of them even gel and, and, and become the players that we maybe want them to be. I think I think if we got beat on Saturday, I don't think there'd be that many people genuinely surprised. But, but what if you take one point out and out of nine in your first three games? It's like, does that? What will happen then? Look, we've said this before. All the signings were made, and, and it was just about the new manager. It was always going to be we've got to try and be patient. But at the same time, he's got to pick points up. You yeah. can't. No one can get away with that in the Premier League. I'm not. I'm not going to be the one shouting the rooftops. Oh, we need to get rid of him, or we, he needs to change what he's doing because it, it, you, you have got to take a, a long term view. You've got to look yeah. at it as a long term. At what point, project. though? At what point no. is it? I was just no, I'm not. No, I'm not going to ask. At what point do you start saying, you know, Almost. is he the right man and all that? What I'm saying is, at what point do you start thinking the way we're playing now? Needs to. That's what I, we that's need to get results rather than be playing well and still not picking points up. Nah, you've got you've got to stick with your system. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. You, I, what I would say. But that's what I mean. At what point does that change? If you aren't picking points up, at what point does that change? And it's a bit like you know what? I think in a good dressing room, in a good in a good dressing room, and in, in a dressing room where the players behind closed doors do believe in the manager, it's probably a conversation that you have and go. Listen, we've got a game here today. We need to pick three bit points up. Bit more pragmatic. Let, yeah, a bit more pragmatic, or you know, looking at the opposition and going, well, we know they're going to play on this. Let's maybe mix it up a little bit. I, I think if that was the way. I'd like to think that most managers would take that approach if it got to the point where the players were feeling that pressure. You've got to look at your players and go, well, what's better for them at this time? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to start getting down, going down this avenue at this stage, but, but what, um, you, you make a good point because no, I think it could go wrong very quickly if we do get turned over 3 or 4-0 and if it's because all the goals were from us trying to play out from the back to Keane and Jagielka who were thinking, I'm not comfortable doing this. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. you said, Gary, before about obviously... If if you lose or draw on Sunday, the Blues will say, "Hey, come in the Reds, crash it back down to earth." If you win five nil, does that just add expectancy towards your season? Well, it does, yeah. But at the same time, that's what we want. We we want the expectancy to be there. We want everyone else to be looking at us, going, "Look at these, this is that." Talking about us, we're not talking about winning the title the way all the media and all the exactly. other fans are. I can honestly tell you now, I have not said in any private conversation. We feel it. Maybe, maybe you haven't no. said it out loud, but no. there's that little smile and there's that little. There's a you little. Know, you no, Gary, feel, you've got we we no. I th- I, I'm with I'm with Gary there. He, we're not we're not saying we're going to win the title. We know Man City are a top side. We think we might be in the mix of them. What I'm I mean, hoping we should think that. I think you know the team. If we finish above up. City this season, I'd say we've won the league. But that's what I'm saying. Though, but, I th- but I think that's such a big ask. It is such well, a big 25 ask. Point gap that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I, I don't think. I don't right, think well, there's many Reds around. Around you'll be saying, yeah, we've we should be winning the title. But I think it's a, now it's a case of. As long as we're in with a shout within the last few weeks of the season. Yeah, that's well, what, that's on the fir- I think it was the first or second trial episode, I asked the question, you know, you, you haven't just or raised the point, you haven't just got to overcome City, you've actually got to beat United. United have had a very bad window yeah. and there's been a lot of negativity. I think you couldn't have got any two more polar opposites at the moment yeah. than your club and Man United. The fans want Mourinho, they're, they're all turning against them. Mourinho's negative as a coach. The players are all, all seem like they're a little bit unsettled. Do you think you've got the edge on them? Yeah. I, I think I think we definitely have. I'll uh, be disappointed if we don't finish above them. This I was season. disappointed so, we didn't finish above them last season. Yeah. To be so honest, because they were just digging out results. I mean, I think in our first nine games, 
Was it the first nine games? I think we only won three. But isn't that a style of football that they've got and you haven't? Last that year. they can dig wins out like that? Maybe maybe it's a radial thing over the man you think. Yeah, but, but they could do that yeah, with them one nils. We haven't been able to do that since t- until January last year, last season when Van Dyke came in and, and we got a more settled defence and now we've got a better goalkeeper. I feel like we we may have that rigidity now, you know, when we've got a proper defensive yeah, midfielder who came in that, where we may able be able to do that now to dig them. I think Mourinho's got the edge in the fact that he can do that. We struggled a lot last season. I think you, you've just touched on it there with not being able to shut up shop. We could be 2-0 up in games and try and just shut up shop and end up drawing. I, I don't necessarily think that's a personal thing, though. I still, I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't got the stats to back it up. I still don't watch a game, though, when you use a 2-0 up and see Klopp bringing a, a player on to go... Yeah, but judgey. That signals things, doesn't it? You see it with the top managers. I, I hate the way people like make out that Mourinho is like some sort of dead, no, cute no, dead tactical. No, no but generally, generally, generally though, they just sit back and put eleven men behind I'm the ball. I'm talking about Mourinho. I'm just saying with the top managers and he, and even even putting Zidane in that bracket in the big games, you see that signal from the bench if he brings a certain player on. Does and Pep? It, um, it almost says. Does Guardiola do yeah, that? Yeah, he does now. He does. Okay. I think he does. I think he, he normally does with the fullbacks. To be honest, he'll bring a more defensive mind of fullback on, and or he'll, Fernandinho used to be the player that they bring on into those games if he wasn't starting. Yeah. And and he they drop a little bit deeper. I think he does. Sure. I think, and you know what? You know another point, and it was one of my former colleagues made it to me on the phone the other day. He was saying about about Pep, and he's got this reputation of how he plays and stuff like that. You watch Man City; they've always got six, seven players behind the ball, never more than six behind the ball. That's that's the exception. Obviously, the two 0 down, the last minute, getting desperate. But watch City; he's a more defensive-minded coach than people give him credit for. And all those games last season that they did win, aside from those ones in the Champions League, and choose. If you look at the goals, first of all, I don't. There's not been. There's been very few times where Liverpool like had a lead and then lost it because we kept going for the attack. It's more like one all where we can't break someone down and then we're rubbish at the back, or the keeper makes a mistake or something like that. So. <laughs> You know, I don't feel it's like we're winning three 0 and then Klopp wants four or five, and then we lose the lead. Bournemouth, Bournemouth away was it? Was it two 0 Was that last season or the season before? Yeah, I think it was the season before. I think it does. It does happen. It does happen. Uh, secondly, the way we can see goals, most of our goals are we get hit on the counter when we're right down the other end, and it flies. You know, it flies down the opposite, and we concede. Which is not. Yeah. Do you think a, a set holding defender? Hold midfielder definitely, definitely helps that. 100%. Yeah. If there's a man who's sitting there in front of your back four protecting them and he's he's making the forward do something, he's not just getting a free run at the defence, he's making him at least, after playing out wide or try and take him on, potentially knock it too far ahead to take him on and the defence just mops up, yeah. definitely 100% secures your, your back four more. Does that not mean you're changing your style then? No. This, this season you're no. playing a defensive midfielder. No. Never last season, so you obviously we changed. Did, we did, just weren't playing a defensive midfielder. He was a specialist defensive midfielder. Do you know what I mean? It's like the rave reviews in the World Cup in that position. Yeah, but no. I like Henderson there. I disagree a little bit with that. But uh, also, I've been watching Fabinho. Have you seen him sitting and holding position? Because he hasn't been. He's been all over the place. Nah, he, he does. When we're when we're defending, he he gets back in position. Did you watch it in the Torino game? He played. Interestingly, he played yeah, ahead he of Keita there. I've seen this. Keita was the sitting player. You got a, you got a bad review in the Echo for being here on Tuesday. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He's still got. He's still. We're playing defensive mid. That's why. Cops actually come out. Hasn't changed the style. Said he's not fit. He's not red. Like yeah, he said of all the players we've signed, he's not the one who's up to speed. He's not the fittest. So yeah, and I think I think this this. Fabinho's a doubt for Sunday. I think that might just be a mask because he's not really ready. I think it's. I think it might just be a case of yeah, he's got a bit of a knock. We're unsure about him because he's not playing. He's gonna. He's gonna probably play 
uh, Naby Keita, Shakir. I reckon Shakiri's probably going to get a start, um, and then a another probably Milner. I'd Milner. say I, I, th- I wouldn't th- say Anderson. I think I think Genie Milner and Keita at this weekend. So my Adam good on Tuesday. Yeah, and he played in the yeah. ten roll, which yeah. is what he was for Newcastle before we mm. bought him. It's what Would you not think Shakiri? Oh, I think I think Genie. No. Okay, Genie. well. We start. We start. We started with the Blues. Let's let's go back to the Blues. Neil prediction for for Saturday. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not a score, but your you confidence of a win. Well, come on, let's go scores. Okay. Score. Uh, Everton win. Yeah. Score. Um, three one. Okay. Ambitious. Judgy. Two two. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking two two, but I won't do the same. I'll, I'll go score draw one one, and we'll go to the Reds. Terry Sunday West Ham at home prediction. Oh, I haven't thought about this. Two nil. Two nil. You said. Hello. I'm going to say 4 1 with Poole at the weekend. Monday, is Monday? Well, Most time I've got to score with Alison the goal, haven't they? Paul, I feel <laughs> Sunday it is. Um, I'm going. I'm going 3 0. I'm going clean sheet. 3 0. Okay, we'll meet up again next week and we'll, we'll see who got, who got everything right. I mean, to, to wrap it up, I mean, this has been our first episode this week, uh, our first episode of the season, I should say. Back every Friday. Next Friday morning, we'll be back again and we'll touch upon the first game of the season. Thanks this week to our sponsors, checkfit.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. You'll find all the links there to the platforms that we do use. And if you don't use one of your preferred platforms, give us an email. We'll see what we can do. Hit us up on social media, Instagram and Twitter, Across the Park PC, Facebook and YouTube, Across the Park Podcast. Until next week, we'll see you then. <laughs>